Welcome to Season 2 of Awesome, the podcast where we talk about everything from faith, health, setting goals, and basically anything that is awesome. In this season, we are diving into the Book of Romans, so grab your Bible and let's begin. Hello guys, welcome back. Um, not gonna lie, it has been a super long time since I have recorded an episode. I know it probably doesn't seem like that to you guys because I had a whole bunch um, pre-recorded and planned out and everything. So I've still been uploading every week, um, but I haven't been recording or even planning episodes for a super long time. Um, life just got in the way. Um, I had my musical last weekend so two weeks before that was like crunch time to getting stuff put together and then actually this whole week I have been sick um I'm recording this a Saturday before it's actually supposed to go up um which I haven't done that in a super long time but yeah I've been sick Tuesday I got sick at school and today is Saturday and I haven't been back to school yet um I've got tested for COVID, influenza, strep, they all came back negative. Um, then I went back to the doctor a couple days later, and he just said it was like a virus, plus mono was going around my school, so it, like it could be that. Um, but we didn't do any more testing because there's there wasn't anything they could do if I did have something. Um, there's just rest and fluids and stay home if you're sick. So that's what I was doing. So we don't really know what it was, but it was bad. I was knocked out for a whole week. Um, but yeah, excited to go back to school on Monday, get some stuff figured out before Thanksgiving break. Um, and I have a whole bunch of episodes planned that I need to record, including this one. So today we're going to be talking about Romans 8. Um, I'm super excited to talk about this episode. Um, the main reason I wanted to do Romans was because I always heard people talking about it in church services and sermons and stuff. And the one that I had so much notes already like in my Bible was about Romans 8. I've literally listened to a whole sermon all about Romans 8. So I'm very confident in what I'm going to be talking about today just because I feel like I've heard it so much and um, I've been trying to implement it into my life. Um, Here's your little reminder that if you have not listened to the seven episodes before this one, I highly recommend doing that. So that seems I'm in order, but I will be referring to them. And also, if you haven't read the chapter and answered the four questions that are down below, I recommend doing that too. But besides that, let's just hop, hop right into it and we talk about Romans 8. <laughs> Okay, guys, let's just hop right into Romans 8. I'm so excited about this chapter and to talk about it with you guys. But today we are going to be learning about condemnation. I really hope I'm saying that word right. I think I am. We're just going to go with it. But um, like I said in the clip before, I have really heard a lot about Romans 8. I've always heard about it in scriptures and all that, in sermons and yeah. And the one that I first read, Romans 8, talked about condemnation. So I'm going to give you um, kind of two definitions for it. So the first de definition for condemnation, because I think we need to understand the word in order to talk about it. So the first definition of condemnation is the expression of a very strong disapproval. And then the second definition is the action of condemning someone to a punishment. So I feel like 
those can kind of go together and work together, but that's a definite definition of condemnation. And what I don't think a lot of people realize is that condemnation is very, very present in our life when we haven't accepted God into our life. We get rid of condemnation when we accept God into our lives, because when we accept him into our lives, we are now walking by spirit and by in God's way and by the just everything. But before we accepted God into our life, we were walking by the flesh and earthly thoughts and lustful thoughts and sin and all that. But when we accept God into our life, we get rid of those. Okay. We don't get rid of those things, but those things become very less present in our life. And the things that do become more present is love and forgiveness and hopeful and faith in God and the Bible and amazing, amazing word. And that's what helps us get rid of condemnation. So I think an example of this is um, literally like the whole Old Testament um, because they talk about all the laws and um, what you do if you break a law or what you have to do if you sin, how to get forgiveness from God. And they had to do, they had like different offerings they'd have to give for different things. And it's just this whole process. And if you haven't read through the Old Testament, um, I haven't read all the way through, but just like the first couple books talk about like the laws and the offerings and all that. And it just blows my mind, all this stuff they had to do for sinning and we sin every day. So they had to do some type of offering like every day because we can't help that we sin, but that was, Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet. So that was their way of asking for forgiveness from God and from God forgiving them. But we got rid of having to do all that stuff. And I think that confuses people. I know it confuses me because it talks about like, if you do this sin, you need to do this offering or you need to do this ask for forgiveness. But when God or when Jesus died on the cross for us, we got rid of having to do all those things. Those things are still important for us to learn about and to read about and to understand because it was part of the Bible and the story of God. But we need to realize we don't have to do that. It's so much easier for us nowadays. Because when we sin, all we have to do is just talk to God and be like, Hey God, realize I did this wrong. It's not okay. Will you please forgive me? Like, I'm trying here to have a relationship with God. Like, all that. And then our sins are forgiven. Our sins are forgiven before we even ask for them to be forgiven. And then I remember learning this in vacation Bible school when I was in like 5th grade. But I had this counselor and we were talking about, like, God forgiving our sins. And she said, okay, so compare it to, like, a chalkboard or, like, a whiteboard. And let's say you do something wrong and God, like, writes it on the whiteboard and then you ask for forgiveness and then he erases it. We don't realize he erases it. So then let's say we do it again by accident because that's going to happen, whatever. And, um... We say, hey, God, I did this again. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to. Will you please forgive me? All that. And he, like, looks down at us. He's like, you you did it again? Like, when was the first time you did it? Like, once we ask for forgiveness, he erases it from the whiteboard. He forgets about it. So, I feel like this is very hard to explain because I feel like what I'm saying is telling you to go out and just sin and sin and No, that's not it. I feel like I have to clarify that all the time. But we have to realize God does forgive our sins. And if we fall again, it's not like he's going to keep a tally mark of every time we do this certain sin. No, because we're going to stumble. But God 
helps us not to completely fall down and give up. It might feel like sometimes you're not there, not answering to your prayers or all that. I'm going to talk about more about that in Romans 10. Um, I just planned that episode out today, but um, I just I think that's crazy. Um, and then when we go on, it I'm going to read verse 3 real quick. It says, For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeliness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. Okay, if you have your Bibles out right now, I want you to go to verse 3. And when it said the law could not do, I need to circle it. And then I know mine's a line down. Your Bible's might be different, whatever. But And then I want you to find what it said God did by sending. So, I want you to circle those two little phrases. And then I want you to draw a line connecting them. Because that's what I did. And I think it's because they connect so well. What the law could not do because it was of the flesh. And it was weak in the flesh because we're weak. Like the flesh is weak. The flesh is weak. I just want you guys to <laughs> write that down. The flesh is weak, and flesh, living by the flesh is weak. But living by God is strong. And so what the flesh couldn't do, because it was weak, God stepped in, and he did it by sending his only son, born in a major, and Jesus lived this sinless life, did not sin, but then he died on the cross for every single one of our sins and every single one of us. He didn't sin. Jesus didn't sin. He could... If he wanted, if he really wanted to, but he didn't because he loved us, he could have cared less because he did not sin. But he loved every single one of us and he wanted to help us and help us forgive our sins. So he died on the cross for all of us, even though he didn't sin. I just, I should need to let that say, he did not sin. But he still died for everyone else's sin. Okay, so I feel like I keep talking about what's the different, or, um, living by flesh and living by the spirit. So we're going to talk about what the difference between living by the flesh and living by the spirit is. So first, people who live by the flesh have earthly wants. These are your people who have very materialistic thoughts and have just care about materials. I might say this right now. I feel like we all struggle with living by the flesh, even we don't realize. I catch myself like my birthday is coming up in the next week. And I, like, I catch myself, like, wondering what I'm going to get for a present and making lists for my birthday and Christmas and all that. And, like, that's not bad, but I feel like we, like, especially around Christmas time, I feel like some people care more about the presents and learning the story about Jesus and all that. And that's something I've been trying to do over the last couple years is not really care about presents and, um... Like, be grateful for the ones I do get, obviously. But instead, I want to focus more time in the church around Christmas time and watching different Christmas services and all that. So living by the flesh is not really having those thoughts um, and not really catching yourself when you are having earthly thoughts and earthly wants and all this stuff. But people who live by the Spirit want the things of the Spirit. So they want a relationship with God. They want everything that this word says. They want to dig into their word. They want just God. They want to talk to God. They want a relationship with God. Like they want 
happiness. And the only way to get pure happiness is having a relationship with God. Um, I have another vocab word. I went through and looked up words I didn't. Okay, so this word is carnal-minded. And this goes with living by the flesh because it's the definition of it is not subject to the law of God and it refuses to take order. So these are the people who totally like refuse to have faith or have any belief in God. And um, I learned that this kind of mindset or this kind of life leads to two things. It leads to death because like we learned earlier, we are alive through God and dead in sin. And that it literally can mean like physical death or it can mean like spiritually dead. And it also leads to never being pleased. The only way we can be pleased in life is if we have a relationship with God. And it sucks when you're not pleased and something bad happens. And I'm not saying that bad things aren't going to happen if you have a relationship with God. Like, that's, you can't help that. But imagine never being pleased. Imagine never having a good day, never being happy. There's always wanting more, never, like, accepting what you have, all that. That's what, if you're carnal-minded and you don't accept God and you refuse to take orders and to follow the law, that, that's where you're gonna end up. And I just want to be honest here because I think that we need to do that more. Yeah. Um, I have it written down here. When you, when you have Christ in your life, your body is dead because of sin, but your spirit is alive because of righteousness. So, I'm going to go back to being alive in God and dead in sin. So, when you are dead in sin, that means your body is very much alive because you're giving into those earthly thoughts and wants and material things and all that. But your spirit is dead. So, that's where the dead part comes in. And then going being alive in God your spirit is very much alive it's working every day it's righteous all this but your body is very much dead because you're not giving into those those wants and your body is dead because of sin because we are sinning but your spirit is making up for it because it's righteous and it's very much alive so Something I've struggled with and I wanted to help you guys out with because I've learned these things and um, I'm trying to be better at doing them more. But I've been talking about how we need the spirit in us to be alive and accept the Holy Spirit and we're alive in God, dead to sin, all this. And if I was listening to this, I would be sitting there thinking this one question. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. And it is, how do we get the Holy Spirit to work? In us okay two things first one completely surrender your life to the spirit not just when you need it do it all the time so something I like to remind myself if I feel like I'm giving into temptations or doing something that's not very like Christian like or godly or whatever is I remind myself that we never know when God is gonna come back he's gonna come back it literally says in the Bible, we will never know when he is coming back. It's just going to happen. So when you're doing something, I think before you do it, 
you need to ask yourself, okay, what if God came back right now? Would I want him to catch me doing this thing? Um, would he be happy? Because he sees us all the time, but if you think of him as a physical person, like, would he be happy if he walked in right now? And, or would he, like, if he could hear my thoughts, which he can't, but, like, if he knew what I was thinking, would he be happy? Would I be accepted when he came back? Like, all that just think you never know when he's going to come back. So, why do something that you know you're not supposed to do if you don't know? He could come back this, this second, right now. So, what you're doing this second, do what you want God to know that you're doing now. Because he does, and I think we forget that because we can't see him, so we think we, he can't see everything, but he can. So... When you when you accept God into your life, you need to completely surrender your life to the Spirit and not just do it in time where it's convenient for you. Like, oh, on Wednesday, November 25th, I'm going to accept the Spirit into my life. But then on the 26th, like, oh, I'm going to do this, so I'm not going to completely surrender. But then the next day I will. Like, you can't. That's not how it works, people. We need to understand that. Second thing, daily intention. You can't just want the spirit when it's convenient. You need it all the time and you need to work on it daily. This goes along with the other thing where you can't just do it where it's convenient for you. But I also think we have to be very aware every day because it might seem like we're completely surrendering, but we're not. So I think just being very aware of your decisions and doing that thought process that I talked about. Um, the spirit helps us figure out our weaknesses so that we can bring them to God. When we accept the spirit into our life, we get a little taste of what it is to have the spirit. And it's, it's a very, it's very good. Um, so then I think it makes us kind of reflect on all the stuff we've done before and our weaknesses and our temptations, because I think the spirit brings them up. So then we know it so we can be aware of it and it kind of tests us again. Um, to see if we'll give in to our temptations. But I think if we're aware of what our temptations are, it can be e- really easy to get rid of them. In the Bible, it says, like, if your eye is making you sin, then gouge out your eye. If your arm's making you sin, cut off your arm. Obviously, don't go to that degree. But I think if you know this one thing is making you sin and it keeps tempting you, if you can get rid of it, do get rid of it. Like, if it's an app on your phone, delete the app. If it's even a person like maybe don't spend that much time with that person I think as much if you can control it and get rid of it I would get rid of it obviously there's some things you probably maybe can't get rid of um but I think during those times that you are tempted you really need to work on turning towards God instead of turning toward the temptation um And then one of my favorite verses I'm going to end this with is if God is for us, who can be against us? God controls everything. So it's hard for people to be against you when you have God in your life because you are, you have the leader of the world on your side. So who, who's going to go against that? He is the, like, that's like saying you're going to lose when you have the strongest person on your team. You have the strongest person on your team. So who would even dare to go against you. Um, okay. I'm going to leave you with this thought. And I'm going to wrap this up. Because I've been. I feel like I've just been. Paying like. 
going on a huge tangent. Don't even know what I talked about. Um, definitely missed this. But we are all a part of God's story, and there's nothing that we can change that. So, since we're all part of it and we can't help it, what kind of character are you going to be in this story? I want you to think of that question um, and kind of reflect on it along with those other questions. And if you want to share, um, you can share on the post of this um, episode. Or what I would love is there's this new thing on Anchor. It's not, it's not new, but I just haven't used it. And it's messages. So you guys can actually send in a video or an audio recording. And I can add it into the episode if you want to. So if you want to share your answers that way, but you don't want it shared on the podcast, just like make that clear in the audio. Um, you can DM me. Just I want to hear you guys' answers because I think that's kind of a cool question to think about. Um, I'm going to take a break and then I will be back to gray us out. Okay, guys, I'm back. Um, I hope you got a lot out of this episode and you learned some because I know I learned a bunch. Um, also, if there's some extra background noise, that's because it's much later now and I'm currently recording in my living room and I'm doing some laundry. So that's why if it's a little bit more noisier. That's why. But like we did in the last episode, um, I've been changing it up a little bit. So I'm actually uh, praying us out instead of talking about the four questions because I feel like I answer the questions a lot. Um in the episode and I feel like I'm repeating myself in this end segment so I'm just going to pray us out because I think that is the best way to end um a discussion with God a time with God is just praying that he helps you stay connected to him even when you're not act when you're not actively doing something like a bible study or whatever but just in everyday life so I'm gonna pray us out quick because I feel like I'm rambling so Would you all please pray with me? Dear God, thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for the earth and for waking us up this morning so that we have the opportunity to learn about you today and to dig into your word. God, I just pray that you look over everyone that's currently listening to this episode and you show them that you are present in their life and that all they have to do is surrender their life over to you and you have a plan for them and you will show them that plan God, also please help us remind us that we are not in control. You are in control and you have a plan and that we're going to stumble and we're going to mess up, but you forgive us for our mess ups and our stumbles and our sins and you never let us completely fall. And God, I just pray that you watch over everyone listening to this and you watch over me and my family and you just help anyone who is in a bad, t- like in a struggling right now or is suffering and you show them that you are there. And I pray that you are constantly talking to us and showing yourself to us and letting us open up to you and just have a relationship with you. Um, and I hope you bring all these wonderful people back next week to hear some more of your word. And in your name, I pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much again for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a rate or review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you go and follow the Instagram, um, Awesome Podcast. And 
yeah, I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Awesome. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to let me know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, sharing this episode with a friend, and subscribing. Thank <laughs> you.